Nathan Lyon looked like a Viv Richards all of a sudden. Like, where did that come from? Like a from? Viv Richards? Viv Richards well, played that. ever say that. <laughs> if Nathan Lyon oh, never listens goodness. to this podcast, he'd be like, oh, thanks, fellas. Yeah. Around, well, I, don't, I don't feel like Viv Richards at times. Yeah, I'll take that. You are now in the summit. Hello, 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 and welcome to season four, <clears throat> episode three. Three, three, yeah, yeah. The seven. yeah, yeah. Um, it is I, Sith, me, I've got my ever illustrious co-host, Nuan. Goddamn. How is it going? Got a really, really exciting episode for everyone today. Yes. Um, and I think, I think, I think we called it. We thought today's episode was going to be an absolute cracker. Yeah. Um... Pretty much wholly due to the uh, the ashes, <laughs> yeah. absolute cracker game. First one, we mm. we thought it might be mm-hmm. right. There's mm. a lot of hype, a lot of hype um, around the game coming into the series. Yeah, and um, yeah, look, Australia nudged through, winning by two wickets on yeah. the last day. Mm. Rain affected game, mm. you know, very very tipsy turvy, uh, you know, especially around day three, day yeah. four. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, interesting. There's a lot of takeaway points yeah. um, from the game. I've got a few dot points uh, in mind as well. Yeah. I'm sure you were, you do as well, Nuan. Of course, I do of have course. a couple of questions for you. I'm just going to fire them off. Here we go. Um, so I guess the main thing is with the, I guess, sort of the adaptation of baseball in yeah. English cricket. Yeah. Um, very, very, I guess, sort of, you know, catalyst type of uh, of, of a... Mm. You know, I guess sort of venture by yeah. the team and by yeah, management. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it is like the like the best mode that England could have done? It's good for the spectators, especially if you're, you know, you, you don't have a side picked. But do you think it's good for English cricket? Do you think they're, I don't know, stabbing themselves in the back a little bit by doing it? Give me your um, look, firstly, you know, uh, I mean, baseball. Look, this whole baseball thing that's going on, in my opinion, it's. It's nothing. It's 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 fun. It's exciting. But I'm I'm sick and tired of all these Englishmen talking about baseball like it's some revolutionary new way of approaching cricket. Okay, it's just literally high octane batting. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something a bit scandalous. And look, in my opinion, the Sri Lankans That's very unlike you. <laughs> uh, in my opinion, the Sri Lankans are the original baseballers. Um, when you know Sanatan and Kalutharana, you know, dominated the 90s in white ball cricket at least, so... White ball, yeah. Yeah. But this whole baseball thing, man, like, I think England getting carried away with it, and, you know, they were saying things like, oh, we played better cricket than Australia, but Australia just snuck away. I'm like, no, if you if you lost the game, you played worse cricket, you know? You played... You didn't win, you know? Yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, what I really... Ad- I really admire this Australian team, I'm going to be honest, you know, maybe the entire Sri Lanka cricket fraternity will come after me for saying this, but I really like Australia. I like the way they played. Um, they just played good old fashioned test cricket, you know, and, and they and they got and they got the job done. It's a classic case of the race between the tortoise and the hare. And, mm-hmm. you know, the tortoise came out on top because, you know, England got I feel like England got complacent. I felt like England underestimated Australia a lot. Okay. You know, in, in hindsight declaring on three hundred and ninety three when Ben Stokes declared on three ninety three, like Fair enough. Very very gutsy declaration, um, but by I didn't doing like that, it. yeah. But but by doing that, he allowed Australia so much time to get back into the game. Um, yeah, you know, and 
it's just you know they they it's a bit of a it's a bit of a like a karma like i think their their ego got the better of them their the mm-hmm. arrogance got the better of them and mm-hmm. you know they lost this match and you know all this discussion around Brendan McCullum saying to the boys oh look don't worry about it you know we're here to entertain we're here to get the crowds excited yeah fine Did he say that yeah he said that yeah i mean again i i um as i as i was telling you before um i read an article that was published by Ollie Robinson who is the uh you know he's the who's the english villain of this Ashes series, uh, which yeah. will everyone which, in Australia hates Ollie Robinson. Yeah, we, which we'll discuss later. But Ollie Robinson, <laughs> the uh, English fastballer, published an article on on Wisden, and mm. uh, just outlining you know how his thoughts on on the first test. And apparently, Brendan McCullum was really supportive of the boys, and he said to the English lads, you know, look, um, we played, you know, we played so well. I'm so proud of you. Um, I'm like, that's it's it's weird because like I'm not. I mean, yeah, if you if you if you fought hard right you can be proud but like it's i don't know it was very misplaced to me like england lost the game like they should have got those last two wickets like you know quick smart i don't know quick um, smart he says <laughs> well I mean, you got nathan lyon batting okay nathan lyon has a batting average of 16 and he's a, he is a genuine tailender like you know the english no 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 i would i wouldn't say so he's he's done he's okay. held up one end on more than one occasion like well, yeah what I mean by genuine Thailand is that he, yes, he is a genuine Thailand in the sense that when there's a job to do, Thailand is always stand up, like from what I've seen. But like in, in, in typical, <laughs> you're st- backtracking to it. No, I'm no, not backtracking. No. I'm saying he batted like a genuine Thailand. A genuine Thailand is when when they know when they're like when there's no hope of saving a test match. Thailanders bat like typical Thailanders, where they get out quick, smart. But if they know there's a chance to win the test, they often bat really well. You know, like for example, I mean. You know, an example that comes to my mind is the 2007 Test match between Sri Lanka and Australia back in in Hobart 07, where Sangakkara made that beautiful 192. I think Marlinga stuck with him for at least a solid three, four, five hours, just you know, block, oh, wow. yeah, like holding up one end. And honestly, I I, I thought Lanka would have won that Test if you know if Sangakkara hadn't gone out. But look, I di- I digress. Yeah, look, full credit to Australia, man. Like I. I don't know. I just I just like the attitude of Australia. They're not they're not arrogant about it. They're not cocky about it. They're very like yeah. they're very mellow, and I like that because they're just letting their results to the talking. And yeah, yeah. it's just England's voice is getting louder and louder with with no substance. That's just what I think. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. Especially yeah. with um, I don't I I wasn't aware that Brendan McCullum had said that that he was actually happy with the boys' performance. And yeah, I think this is this is the thing. Um, even with their like cockiness and their overconfidence, I think that stemmed, and we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, I mm. think, I, f- I feel like that stemmed based on Australia's absolute thumping of India yeah. in the World Test uh, yeah. Championship final. Okay. And, you know, just like you and I, New Zealand, I mean, not New Zealand, England didn't really rate that win because yeah. Indian brought, I don't know what, they brought some IPL team down essentially and they yeah. just got rolled and embarrassed. Yes. Um, so that win in itself didn't really matter. I dare say if India put up a better fight, hmm. that England might have been like, oh my God, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's, we, ha- we might have a battle on our hands. Yeah. But yeah. because Australia just trounced India, hmm. they were just like, all right, cool. Like we didn't even get to see what in- uh, Australia was capable of. Travis Head came out and hit 150 odd yeah. at like an 85 strike rate. Mm-hmm, um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, look, this baseball thing—it's um—it's good for cricket. It's good for entertainment. Um, yeah. I just am wary that the more that they continue to play this a really, really aggressive form of cricket, yeah, where Australia is 
kind of like more than happy to let them do that well, and yeah. kind of set back and use the time that's available to yes. them yeah, exactly. and play very traditional type of yeah. test cricket yeah. that will bear bear fruit more often than not. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's low risk cricket. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned you mentioned a good word there, and that is low risk. So, mm. you know, Australia did play low risk cricket and, and got there. You know, even the shots that Nathan Lyon was playing were really beautiful, elegant cricket shots, you know, that there was like that shot of a mid on of Stuart Broad. I was like, whoa, what the, whoa, since when did yeah. Nathan Lyon look like a Viv Richards all of a sudden? Like, where did that come from? Like a from? Viv Richards? Viv Richards played that. I don't think that. You ever say that. <laughs> if Nathan Lyon oh, never listens goodness. to this podcast, he'd be like, oh, thanks, fellas. Yeah. Far out, dude. I don't, I don't feel like Viv Richards at times. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> um, I think that. I think that's the thing. When you when you get into that kind of mindset where yeah. you're just playing every ball on its merit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you will be more inclined to play, you know, find the half volleys and actually take them, yeah. um, you know, take them for the maximum amount of runs that yeah. you possibly can get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, um, th- 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 there was a bit of luck that went Australia's way as well. So, you know, um, uh, Ben Stokes actually dropped Nathan Lyon. Um, I think when he was on like yeah, I was yeah, I mean, it was a tough catch, but we've seen Ben Stokes take he takes some good ones. Yeah, I know, I know. He would take that yeah. nine times out of ten. And there was yeah. also um, there was also like another drop. Uh, Johnny Bairstow had a horrible day keeping as well. Um, yeah. He missed some cru- crucial chances. So look, I mean, um, I think it's like this, right? To the to to the media, they're gonna present one like one persona. They're gonna be like, no, nah, no, nah, we're we're still confident. We're still good. You know. We can still beat Australia, you know, baseball. Yes, this is our strategy. We're gonna, we're gonna come out firing. But I feel like internally, they're probably slightly embarrassed because, yeah, you know, now there's discussions of team changes. You know, bring this guy in, bring that guy in. Um, that is classic England panicking <laughs> after a loss. You know, um, mm. you know. So I don't know. It's it's uh, it's it's a good way to start the Ashes. I think overall, this is going to be a very interesting Ashes series. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of egos butting heads here. Um, there's a lot of sledging. Yeah. There's a lot of like backbiting. It's 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 good. It's good quality drama. It's I guess. good. It's yeah. Good quality, just vintage ashes yeah. back and forth banter. Yeah. And it's good because usually the shoes on the other foot, and yep. it's Australia that's actually you know dinging the nails into the Englishman yeah. as yeah. far as sledging and stuff goes. So it's good to see. Yeah. I guess sort of Australia just talk with the results. You know. Yeah. And that, um, yeah. And that's what I love. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, no I, was, I was just saying, like, typically, like, well, you know, obviously, like, we're, we're both Sri Lankan fans. Hmm. Typically, I didn't really like the previous sort of generation of Australian test yeah. cricketers and, and cricket because they were just overly, like, overly aggressive and they were just, like, super, super, just, like, you know, hand on throat, just, like, yeah. you know, and it was just, like, man, just relax. Um, you know, obviously, like, if you've got the record for it, then mm. you can be as cocky as you want. Yeah. Fair, but I feel like now... Australia sort of embracing like the Usman Khawaja sort of mentality when it comes to just like, super, like super handling chill, themselves. Yeah, super chill guys. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you why that is. And mm. th- th- um, I, I again read another article in the Age about the culture of the Australian team, and I really, I really like the culture of the Aussie team. It's changed a lot, yeah. and it's changed because of the ball tampering scandal. So after the yeah, ball tampering so, scandal, yeah. there was a big inquiry on the culture within the men's team. You know, why yeah. are we like this? Why are we so ultra aggressive? Um, mm. You know, and and that's probably one reason why Pat Cummins was selected as the captain of Australia because you know yeah. Pat Cummins yeah. is unlike every other Australian captain that's been there. You know, he doesn't yeah. he, he's not embroiled he's not part of any sort of scandal or some weird off field drama. You know, mm. he's always got a smile on his face. He's you know pretty good looking guy. Um, very you know, <laughs> well, unlike every other Australian captain nah, definitely. <laughs> before him. 
you know, he's like a, he's a very, you know, he's a very clean cut character, you know, like yeah, you he's can't, traditionally good look. Traditionally, he's good just like a very placid kind of bloke. You know, he doesn't. I've yeah. never heard him sledge. You know, yeah, for for a so. for a fast bowler, he's got a big happy smile on his face. Like he's just a very yeah. happy go lucky kind of guy. And I think he's yeah. he's very calm and you know, uh, like unruffled demeanor. Um, it, it it you know it infiltrates among the entire team. Like everyone else is embodying mm. it. You know, like like. He's he's a he's a good choice for captaining this new era of Australian cricket, and it's showed because not only are they nice blokes, but they're actually winning games. I mean, yeah. they're the number one test champ, they're the number te- number one test team in the world, and yeah, and they're actually a likable bunch of bunch of blokes. You know, they now they are. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty hard to hate the Australian cricket side. No, I, I don't. I don't hate them. I think they're funny. I think they're hilarious. I like them. You know, yeah. you've got characters like Usman Khawaja, Travis Head. Um, you know, Cameron Green's a very nice guy as well. You know, very very. Yeah. You know, and and just get the job done. And you know, the skills do the talking, and this is how cricket should be played. Yeah, England. I don't know. England is just they're just so bullishly overconfident. The whole Ollie Robinson yeah. saga. Like, I don't know what that's about. Like, I don't know where. Oh man, he got absolutely slaughtered in the Australian media. Oh, dude, hundred percent. Oh my god, oh. dude. At at like at work, I was um I was actually writing a, a like a, a practice video package on Ollie Robin like on that day three highlights and. Uh-huh. And my and my headline was just like you know, um, you know, uh, Ollie Robinson, um, you know, fires a you know, uh, un, uh, really bad, I don't know, bad sledge towards Usman Khawaja. Like I, I kept the title like kind of neutral, but my manager was yeah. like, no, 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 there is a new. He's like, change the word to make it a new Ashes villain. And I'm like, whoa, okay, villain. <laughs> like I didn't. Yeah. Your know. <laughs> point. It was like still abroad, right? And now yeah. everyone's just completely shifted to Ollie. It's like you know, it's like enemy number one. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is not. <laughs> this is not like Ukraine, Russia. It's just the Ashes, you know. <laughs> um, Man, so it was so funny. I mean, especially like, because it's not really like t- a typical like aggressive bowler he's, he's not, not someone that will scare you no, you know what i mean even no. the wicket that he took from Khawaja, yeah like it was it wasn't like a spectacular ball it was no. more like it was a laziness yeah. from Khawaja. Khawaja yeah. you know didn't really move his feet across yeah and the bloke has scored like you know a massive score against yeah. you you'd expect that yeah you know but for how many hours god knows yeah but. <laughs> i'll be honest look i have a little bit of tiny minuscule amount of sympathy for ollie robinson i'll tell you why and that's mm. you know like obviously he you know he made that sledge towards kawaja but like you know i watched the replays of that it wasn't like a sledge it was literally just you know him getting a little bit worked up and he was like you know he was just he was just throwing f-bombs at, at kawaja um yeah and fair enough you shouldn't do that it, it looked quite ugly um Mm-hmm. You know, but like I, I felt like all the all the criticism he copped from Matthew Hayden and and Ricky Ponting that was a bit over the top excessive. Um, I think Matthew Hayden called him a, a forgettable cricketer. He was like Ollie Robinson is a forgettable cricketer bowling one hundred twenty four kilometer per hour nude nuts on the. <laughs> on the oh, he, he calls it how it is, man. You can't be mad at him. It's Matthew Hayden. It is Matthew Hayden, but like, what annoys me about the, I guess, the senior cricket Australian uh, Australian cricket fraternity is that they haven't actually done their research on Ollie Robinson, right? They, they just they're just watching him off one match and this uh, and just assume he's just some dibbly dobbly medium. But if you look at Ollie Robinson's Test record, he's actually pretty decent. Like, you know, he's played seventeen Test matches, has seventy one wickets to his name, Test match bowling average of twenty one. Okay, so he's definitely not some nude nuts bowler. Like he's obviously doing a job. He's obviously in the team for a reason. No, I don't think. I don't think it was based on his like record, like his ability. Oh yeah, not like his you know his ability to take wickets and stuff. Yeah. It's just like think about it like this, right? So if we were to talk about 
someone similar like someone similar to him that bowls off spin let's just say okay yeah yeah right and yeah. then he gets someone bowled like chopped on you wouldn't expect him to like arc up and like have a crack at the batsman the way that Ollie Robinson did. Yeah. The whole reason that like, Matthew Hayden and Ricky Ponting said that is this this guy doesn't even hit the mid one thirties. Okay. Like you know not consistently. So yeah. if, for you to be that aggressive, mm. like you need to at least be fast. And more than anything for me, like and I'm going to disagree with what you just said. Okay, sure. Only because I get it. Like in the spirit of the moment, you can say things. Things yeah. come out, especially if you think you're a fast bowler. <laughs> yeah. Right. If you think you're a fast bowler, then yeah, yeah you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. The really disappointing thing for me was when Ollie Robinson went to the presser, the press conference after that okay, day. Yeah. And he still, you know, he had time for his emotions to sort just of, to settle like, down, yeah. you know, subside yeah. and just to relax. And yeah. He still kept to his guns. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He, and then on top of that, he had a crack at Ricky Ponting. Yeah. Um, do you remember what he said? I think yeah, actually, he was I like, I got it here. He said, um, and, this, and I quote, Yeah, go on. We've all seen Ricky Ponting yeah. and other Aussies do the same to us. Just because the shoe's on the other foot, it's not received well. To which Ricky Ponting said, <laughs> some of the things he, he had to say, um, I mean, he even brought my name into it, which I felt was a little bit unusual. But for me, it's water for duck, duck's back. Oh, yeah. If he's sitting back thinking about me, then no wonder he bowled like the way that he did into, uh, in that game. Yeah. If he's worried about what I did 15 years ago. And, and that's the thing. I think, mm. I think these guys are getting way too caught up in the raw emotion of the whole thing that they're letting yeah. the results sort of slip away. Yeah. You know, it's all good. It's all fine and dandy for it to be entertaining. We want test cricket to be, yeah. you know, received well by the, yeah. by the public. And it has, like they've certainly done a, an amazing job at yeah. promoting the sport and mm-hmm. promoting the, uh, the format, especially, mm. but at the same time, um, you don't want England to play the same way. Yeah. And then to lose the next game as well. Yeah. And then, you know, what are they I, doing the third test if that's the case? Yeah, I have a theory. I have a theory. I have like a bit of a thought around why England are behaving this way, right? So, yeah. they're out to prove to the world. They're out to prove something to the world, right? They want to prove to the cricket world that baseball is the way to play test cricket. This is the, the blueprint to make test cricket exciting. Wait, so you think that they're trying to promote it in a way that they want other sides to in a way, yeah. To play in that way? There's a there's or, a there was a headline I saw on okay. Crick in there was a headline I saw on Crick Info that I haven't had a chance to read the article of, but uh, it said something about, you know, uh, the way at the ashes being played now could be a good advertisement for Test Cricket in the future, some, something along the lines of that. But I feel like England are so caught up with this whole baseball aggressive style of cricket that it's getting to their head a little bit and they're not thinking strategically about this, right? Um, yeah. And as a result, you're getting these really fired up emotional characters like, like Ollie Robinson. Now, you know, Ollie Robinson... <laughs> o- Ollie Robinson is a bit of a nutcase for other reasons. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're aware of uh, a couple of, uh, you know, very uh, questionable tweets that he posted on social media a decade ago. Actually, I actually don't know. So you might have to tell me offline. Oh yeah. Well, oh, it's it's all over. It's all over. It's all over the internet. But like, okay. Basically, uh, in a nutshell, Ollie Robinson actually had his contract cut short uh, from Engl- England cricket because uh, they discovered that when he was like eighteen or nineteen, he had um, posted oh. a couple of offensive or racist tweets. Um, yeah, 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 and yeah. stuff like that. So look, he he does have a history of being a bit of a, a, a vile character, but obviously people grow up and not <laughs> a vile character. Uh, this is a word that I Damn. just came to mind. But yeah. like, you know, he has a history of this kind of thing, but I'm sure he's not like that now. I mean, yeah, he plays in a multi. Well, based off what? Did you hear what he did? You see, he said no. I mean, he, I mean, look, he plays in a. <laughs> he, oh, okay, you know what? Fair enough. I mean, Usman Khawaja is, you know, obviously. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Isn't McGuire just the nicest guy in cricket? I couldn't yeah, think of anyone no. worse to make fun of, yeah, especially after the score, like yeah, time yeah. and place, bro. Yeah, look, like, look, no, no, look, I agree. His sledge was dumb. It shouldn't have happened. Um, I mean, f- fair enough. We all want to sledge, have a go at the batsman, but like, do it to David Warner when he got out for like nine or something. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. don't do it to Kawhi. There Ka- be some context behind yeah. the sledge, not just like, hey, yeah, you don't. I got a wicket. <laughs> exactly. You don't do it to Kawaja, who's made like 141 no, and like don't. literally saved Australia's ass. I mean, uh, the the yeah. good thing is, you know, Joe Root came out and shook Kawaja's hand when he when he. Uh, you know, got out. So obviously, you know, Root has some sense of manners and whatnot. But, but mm. uh, this is a very tantalizing, intriguing Ashes um, because honestly, that last day was so exciting. <laughs> um, yeah, it was so. Good. You know, uh, I mean, what were your highlights of that of that final session or final day? Um, yeah, look, honestly, like I knew it was going to be like a clincher, but I just didn't yeah. feel like. I don't know. I just, I just didn't think it was going to be that close. And yeah. I honestly didn't think that Pat Cummins would stand up with the bat the way that he did. Yeah. That was really good to see. Yeah. Um, I think the turning point for me personally was the fact that, and this is the basketball style as well. Mm. Like, England didn't take the new ball when it was first presented. Yeah. Uh, on the last day, yeah. they decided to just opt to keep the the, the old ball. What they were expecting, like some kind of reverse swing yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But those two sixes that Pat Cummins. Um, hit Joe Root for mm-hmm. in his last over that really set the tone yeah because you know I think at that point in time they needed like even like I think it was 40 or the high 30s yeah so to get the 12 runs off that over yeah um, it was sort of just like all right cool like we're actually going to have a crack now yeah we're going to get a wriggle on yeah um, my highlights were just I think like the like I think the ability for Nathan Lyon and Pat Cummins to just sort of like like just block everything out, block basketball, block, block like everything yeah. that might have been like, you know, going on in their head and yeah. just play every ball in its merits and play really, really good traditional mm. test cricket. And yeah. that was so good to see, especially when you on the other end of the spectrum, you know, blokes like Harry Brook and yeah. stuff yeah. on the English side, just like having at it. That for me was was the absolute perfect yeah. Oh, yeah. Ad, uh, advertisement for Test cricket as a yeah. whole because uh, yeah. you got to see both sides. Oh, absolutely! And uh, mm. you know, I think I think we need to actually talk a bit more about the man or the, the anchor behind Australia's victory. And I know we we talk about Pat Cummins and Nathan Lyon, you know, putting on the finishing touches. But honestly, how good is Kawaja? How good is Kawaja sure. right now? <laughs> Kawaja is... He's just like a chess master. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, dude, 100%. He's like a... He knows exactly what needs to be done. Yeah. He doesn't get bogged down by time. Yeah. Wickets fall around him. He doesn't care. Yeah. He knows what role he has to play. Yeah. And he just... He just... He is so, like, mentally set for yeah. a long... Like, like, he batted all five days. Yeah. The second yeah. time yeah, yeah, that was in Australian the, history yes. that's ever happened. After King... And I think Kim Hughes in 1984 was the first... A long time yeah. ago, yeah. yeah you yeah, don't yeah. see that. You don't see that. Especially with, like, the, the immersion yeah. of, like, 20, T20 cricket and stuff like yeah. that. You don't see batsmen really yeah. dig in for five days. You never... You, you don't see it. Yeah. So, for him to be able to do that just shows his mental prowess. Yeah. Yeah. And his just ability to just bat and bat and bat. Yeah. And I think it is such a testament to him as a character. Mm. And it's sort of like a like an in-depth sort of insight to his career over the last oh, five yeah. to six or even ten oh, years. Absolutely. You know, it was yeah. so hard for him to crack the side and now yeah. look at him. He's in the form of his life. Yeah. He's he's talked about the fact that he's like playing really just free cricket. He's not been trying to he's not restrained by any kind of yeah. predetermined emotions yeah. or anything that's coming into the test match. He mm. just goes there and just plays free and plays yeah. calm and it's it's really working off for him. Uh, yeah, I, I want to discuss technique for a little bit because I think one thing one reason why I believe Kawaja has become so successful in England, which is traditionally a very difficult place for Australians to, you know, become uh, successful at batting is I, I think I really want to discuss Kawaja's technique. I think 
mm-hmm. he has honestly the best batting technique to counter that kind of swing bowling like his bat and pad are so close together um, there's like a beautiful shape in the way he plays shots I don't know if you've mm. sort of watched him like he's his body like his foot and bat are very like in sync you know what I mean so even if he gets wrapped on the pads because there's a bit of bat there like it's you know he's always covering that off stump um, that's right yeah you know I think the trademark of Kawaja's innings was the, the, how well he left the ball like he was really good at leaving the ball even when it was like really tight around off stump he, he really yeah. covered it you know that just goes down to like his his ability to focus yeah. over a long period of time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, his yeah. focus. He was just like on point. And like you know, honestly, I thought there was a point where Australia was going to play for the draw because Kawaja played a, like he. I think after it's so slow. <laughs> yeah, after I think after Travis Head went out. Um, oh no! Yeah. When the night? Uh, yeah, when Travis Head went when Travis Head went out, um, Kawaja played like a literal ghostler. In fact, I'll tell you this right now: in Kawaja's second inning, sixty-five. He, he was operating at a strike rate of 32.99, so 33 basically, yeah. right? So, you know, he was going at a literal go slow, but, like, that's just the, the caliber of the man, right? Like, you know, in the first innings, um, you know, he was going at a slightly, uh, a slightly a tick under 50, but, but you know, he, he played, like, a proper test match innings. He, was, he didn't care what the English bowlers had to offer. Um, mm-hmm. He played to his strengths, and I think right now in this Australian team, Kawaja is the best player of spin in my opinion. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, Steve Smith comes close, but Steve Smith does get undone by spin, whereas mm. um, Kawaja absolutely smashed the shit out of Moeen Ali. Um, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. And poor Moeen, yeah. being, being pretty yeah. much like forced out of retirement. Yeah. <laughs> forced back out of retirement by Stokesy. Yeah. He had, a, he had a really tough run. I think his finger's absolutely mangled now, so we yeah, won't yeah. see him for the test match. It'll probably, it's probably, probably going to be it for the series. Yeah. Um, which brings in another potential candidate yeah. oh, following this guy. I mean, Why'd you talk about him? Well, I mean, I don't know if he's confirmed as the replacement, but uh, yeah, Rehan... talk about him, Re- I would say he's going to be the big Probably, yeah. He's only 18 years old, 18, 18 years old, but a potential replacement. That's the young Rehan Ahmed. Um, I think he plays for Lancashire or Yorkshire, I'm not sure, but he's a young leg spinner and uh, he, he really impressed on his debut test match in Pakistan. Mm. Um, so he could be the replacement. The best figures, I think, on debut yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah, like that. Really, really good young leg spinner. The only issue yeah. is, of course, he's super young. He's only eighteen, so you know there's every possible. That's the baseball style, no one. That's the, yeah. Reward, <laughs> you gotta, you just gotta throw him Yankee. in the deep end. Yeah, just gotta throw him in yeah. the deep end. So uh, England are in a bit of a situation where they don't know who their spinner is. Um, yeah. I did read some other headlines around Will Jacks, maybe mm. getting a, a, a trundle. Again, nothing mm-hmm. confirmed. So, you know, I don't want, mm. I don't want our listeners or viewers to be like, oh, is that the guy? Because I don't know. That's just names being thrown around. But yeah. um, it would be pretty cool to see Rehan Ahmed uh, get, a, get a go. Um, I think a good leg spinner would be, you know, very exciting to see, yeah. He's got, he's got the turn. He's got the skills. I guess, obviously, being so young uh, is probably what's the only deterrent. I think, will be... But, you know, that's, that's not his fault. That's obviously not his no, fault. Yeah, no, no. But you have to try at some point, right? And... Mm-hmm. I think England will be in a really... It's a bit of a precarious situation because this second test match at Lords is a crucial one for England. They have to win this one. Um, yeah. So typically, if you want to win something and you need... And it's like a big game, you want your experience, you want your best side. Um, mm. And well, obviously, Rehan is talented. Uh, he just doesn't have the experience. So it's going to be interesting what, 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 what selections England come up with. But, uh, yeah. But you know, hats off to Australia, man. Really, really amazing victory. They did very well, yeah. yeah. And they kind of, they definitely shut England up. Oh, in dude, hundred percent, hundred percent. 
And I think the interesting thing as well is leading up to the second test is the fact that like Smith and Labuschagne, you know, yep. arguably before this test, you would say that they're Australia's best batsmen. They are, yeah. They In England. Performed. No. They have not performed. Um, so we've not even really seen the extent of what Australia's capable of. Yeah. Um, you know, this win is predominantly off the back of one man, yeah. essentially. Yes. Uh, Usman Khawaja, who rightly got the man of the match yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so England are in, yeah, they'll be scratching their heads because they've not even like, you know, close, they come close to, uh, no. to defeating Australia um, no. as a whole. I what think... do you think that England will need to do, Nuan, in your personal opinion? Any change that you'd make or any um, changes in mentality or tactics? I think I think England need to turn down this basketball nonsense. That doesn't mean they need to start batting like really slowly. I just think they need to mm. be a bit mindful. Like if I was if I was Ben Stokes, I would be a little bit more conservative with my declarations if there if there is an opportunity to declare. Um, yeah. you know I mean I, never declare I mean who declares in the first innings of a test match? Yeah. It's only happened like, like I think it's it's only happened like a very few times in history. And like, um, has it ever happened when it, when the score's less than four hundred? No, I don't what think is so. that? I don't know. That's weird. I well, mean, like, you got to you got to consult Crick Info for those really obscure <laughs> obscure statistics. Very um, niche tactics. Yeah, like, never so that, foreseen. Yeah, I think I think England made an error there, and I think they they really over uh, underestimated Australia. So I think those are the key takeaways. If I was if I was England, that's what I'd be doing. Um, James Anderson didn't really perform well. Their most senior bowler, he had a bit of a quiet day as well. He um he was absolutely livid at the pitch. Yeah, you I'm can't. Not sure if you read about yeah, it. Yeah, I read he's about like, that. Yeah, yeah. He, I'm pretty sure he even said that he wouldn't he wouldn't play again if they yeah he said the pitch like that. Yeah, he said he said he would like retire mid series or something. If, Little yeah. baby trying to spit the dummy man. We've you been talking him up blaming like, for, for four seasons. Now we'll be talking to Jimmy uh, Anderson. You're gonna do it. You're gonna go out like this. Bro. Uh, blaming the pitch is such a cop out cop out excuse, man. Like you can't you can't blame the pitch. Like no, I mean you can no. blame the pitch if both teams perform badly, okay? Like for example, you know, that Australia Indo test where both sides went out for like one fifty or one eighty, like fine. Yeah, yeah. Then you can say, okay, it's shit. But like one dude, you know one dude Don't like, take it so personally, man. Yeah. Like everyone plays on the same pitch. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. if you if you don't get the swing that you're used to getting, then so be it. You yeah. can you know you can be like, hey look the pitch didn't perform well yeah. Don't spit the dummy no. like you I mean, know. Paddy, you know, Paddy Cummins got four wickets. Nathan Lyon's got Nathan Lyon got four wickets. I mean, uh, yeah. they're not going to complain about the pitch, are they? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, yeah. So James Anderson had a bit of a quiet series. I think he only took he only took three wickets for the whole game. I think, Oh, one wicket for the whole game. Wow. Yeah, I'd be yeah, I'd be yeah. pretty sad as well if yeah. I was <laughs> one wicket for the whole game. So, look, mm. it's not a it's not a case of England don't have the skills or the ability. They they obviously do. They've won. You know they've won their um, last thirteen of their last thirteen test matches they've played. They've won eleven of them, so yeah. obviously they're going to stick to the, that tactic and rightly so. I would just say play a bit more mindfully. You know what I mean? Um, yep. Any change that you'd make? Obviously, let, let's just say let's just say Moin Ali is not fit. You'd pick. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, you know, I've got no issues with putting uh, Rehan Ahmed in there. Um, uh-huh. But if they don't go with Rehan Ahmed, then I'd probably bring back maybe Mark Wood. Um, Another quick. Yeah, yeah. Is he fit? Um, I, I believe he is because, yeah, I, they, they do believe he. I, I do believe he's fit. I'm not sure if he's recovering from a, a, a fracture or something, but um, mm. but I would definitely bring back uh, Mark Wood if the opportunity is there because he's like the actual legit fast bowler. Um, so who are we gonna? So you would not have a, a spinner at all then? You just have young Joe. That's, Root. that's the thing. I because it looks like spin isn't like what England are sort of. It's a bit of a. Mm, 
it's a bit of a. Uh, I feel like you should still need you still need like a main spinner in the side. You can't rely on Joru. No, that's true. I agree as well. Um, but in that in that case, then to me, Rehan Ahmed is like the only kind of the kid that sticks out. Yeah. Um, I mean, would you ideally drop drop James James Anderson because he had a pretty shit shit game? No way, dude. Right. So, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even think, conceive that thought. You yeah. Can't drop James Anderson. That's the thing. So then you know. So then what happens, right? Do we drop Ollie Robinson? Um, you know. But then England. Nah, but you England can't because yeah. he he performed exactly how you wanted him to play, right? Yeah. So like as in like he, he played really really aggressive yeah. cricket. He mm. actually bowled. He didn't bowl that badly, right? Yeah, economy. And then he scored a few runs as well. Like economy rate of the yeah, economy rate of two point four eight. Got three wickets yeah. in the first innings, and then he got yeah. uh, how many wickets? He got another two wickets in the second inning. So you know, five wickets for the for the game. So yeah. a quarter of all the wickets he got. So obviously, Ollie Robinson would retain he his place. Seventeen in the first innings as well. Not bad, yeah. pretty handy. Yeah, so and you've then, got uh, twenty-seven in the second inning. So you know he's pretty much scored almost fifty mm. as well. I mean, there's also discussion. There's also discussion about replacing Besto as well. What are your thoughts on that? Because obviously he kept really badly with gonna, with, uh, with Ben Folks. Gonna pick instead though. That's ben, the thing. Ben Folks. So I don't know. With, Folks within, instead of Besto. Yeah, I mean it's a bit of a weird one because within within English circles, I don't know. Within within English cricket circles, they're saying Ben Folks like the best wicket keeper in the country. But obviously, he's also a top order batsman, isn't he? You can't you can't really slot him into where Johnny Bairstow batted. Yeah, I know. I wouldn't say uh, Ben Fergus isn't really a top order batsman, but at the same time, he's batting. I think his performances of late with the bat haven't been that great. Um, but he is, but he is considered to be like the most elite wicketkeeper in England right now. So that's yeah. another. Yeah, so that's another. That's another discussion point as well. Um, mm. So England are de- they've definitely got some questions to answer, like Ricky Ponting said. Um, Are you happy with Harry Brook? I think I think Harry Brook should get another game. Um, yeah, he's thirty-two yeah. in the first innings, and uh, what did he score? The forty-six in the second innings. Yeah, I'd, I'd keep I'd keep Harry Brook. Harry, Harry Brook got a start, and Ollie Pope, and uh, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of potential. Like Ollie Pope, thirty-one in the first innings, and then like. I wouldn't. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Yeah, look. I'll tell you what. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mess around with England's batting too much, right? Like that. That batting has. Really? Wor- yeah, because that batting has worked for them, right? It has worked for them. Like, like it. 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 Do- it does a job. It's worked against subpar teams. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's the thing. Yeah. But like, 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 like Harry Brook, right? Mm. He's obviously got potential. Mm. Like him bashing the Pakistanis on a road in Pakistan. Yeah. Try doing that. At Lords against Australia, yeah. you're not gonna get any. You're not gonna get the hundred. You might not even. You'd be lucky to get fifty. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So but, you need to take that into account. Yeah, but but at the same time, I saw a bit of Harry Brook batting right, and I can see like just the, some of the shots he was playing against Lyon and and uh, you know all these like Boland and stuff. Dude, he literally picked apart Boland. That was wild. Like I like you know, he's just playing super aggressive. Like sometimes yeah. it works, man. But like this, this if he goes out for less than twenty. You know, well, in look, both innings in the next match, you well, you wouldn't be like, oh my god, I well, can't that's believe the thing, it, right? That, well, that, that's fine. Like, keep him for now. Because, it's fine because <laughs> he's, he's already look. He's already proven that he he deserves another game at least, right? He's he got has start- he? I think so. He he got starts. Like he made a forty six and a thirty two, right? Like he he's obviously right. he's obviously there for a reason, right? Like you know these. What about Ollie Pope then? Um, I feel like there's 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 opportunities. To mix and match something like so, what what would you do with Ollie Pope? Do you drop him and then put Jarud at number three? Is that what you're saying? 
And Joe Rook can bat number three, yeah. Yeah, I know Jared's batted number three before, but in this series, he's batting at number four. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I don't think, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like Joe Root had to wait a long time, you know, after Poly, after Ollie Pope to come yeah. in. Yeah. Like, there wasn't that many good Ollie Pope, yeah. I mean, if we suss Ollie Pope's uh, record. 31, and uh, second innings, he scored 14. Mm. You know what I mean? I so, mean, mm. he's played 37 test matches as well. Okay. 37 He's test matches, yeah. 37 test matches and a batting average of 35 is not not amazing, but it's not terrible either. So, for a te- yeah, for a for number three test batsman, yeah, it's, it's got to be at least 40, right? 40, at least 45 plus at that point. Okay, so how are you saying that 35 is not bad? No, 35. Look, 35 is not the worst, but you, you 35 kinda, is good for an o- for a one. You know, in a one day, in a one day. But yeah. at least if you're playing tests, it needs to be a couple of notches higher. But you do raise some interesting questions around England's batting as well. Um, yeah. I yeah, look, I, I partly agree, but I do feel like bowling is where okay, they need to fair. fix some fix some stuff up because I feel like the batting will look after itself when they just have a good day out. And Lords is a great place to bat, um, just historically mm. speaking. So I feel like the English will not really care about the batting too much. It's their bowlers that they have to, you know, um, answer some questions about. That's just my thoughts, but. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see, man. I'm, I'm honestly really, really excited for this Ashes series. It's uh, it's been set up in a really nice way. Um, yeah. You know, I like the very mellow and I guess uh, nonchalant attitude of the Australians. <laughs> you know, it contrasts really, really well. It's like yeah. fire and ice, and um, yeah, you know, like man, I'm full backing Australia. Like I want Australia to you know to, <laughs> to do well. I mean, hey, it's been over twenty years. Uh, no, t- two thousand and one was the last time. Uh, Australia won an Ashes series in England. Did you know that stat? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know damn well I didn't know that stat. <laughs> so, so the last time, yeah, the last time Australia won the Ashes in England uh, was back in two thousand and one. Um, mm. So they haven't. Yeah, it's been two decades of of no I success. Think it's time, man. Oh, I can yeah. feel it. It's gonna Dude, happen. If huh? if Australia wins this Ashes, it'll be like one of the most. It, it, it'll it'll really stamp. Pat Cummins' legacy as as an Aussie Test captain, like, I think so. Yeah, it'll and be the like English, the English tabloids will have an absolute day out. Oh, dude! Like, oh, dude! It's gonna be. Do you know? Uh, this is how significant it is, right? Like Ricky Ponting, mm-hmm. Ricky Ponting has played in three Ashes series in England, never won mm-hmm. a single one of them, right? Mm-hmm. Michael Clark, captain Australia for two Ashes series in England, didn't win a single one, right? So this is like a big deal, man. If if Australia no, wins, definitely, yeah. If Australia wins his Ashes in, in, in England, it's going to be a huge, huge uh, headline. Um, yeah, it's, going to be, it's going to be really, really, really good for cricket. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to put another yeah. ballsy opinion out there. And I feel like if Australia wins his Ashes in England, it'll be the end of baseball as well. I have a... I have a, I have a I is, that, is that dependent on the, on the series, like... If it's going to be a whitewash, then yeah, I agree. But what if it's close? They lose by like a game. What if it's two, two, one? No, I think three, two. I think I think if Australia wins this Ashes in England, which is going to be extremely hard, but if they if they pull off this miracle, um, then I feel like this whole baseball thing is going to die down, and England will go back to playing. So, well, you think they're going to just get rid of Brendan? Not maybe get rid of just Brendan. Tell him to shut it. Yeah, but that, this, this is this is his brand of coaching. Yeah, I know. You can't tell him to coach a different way, right? It's not about coaching a different way, but I feel like England will really like introspect and be like what the hell was that kind of thing <laughs> yeah that's my that's my take on it but uh so like you can't you can't just drop basball though you know what i mean basball is like 
It's a lifestyle, bro. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> it's a vibe. Yeah. It's a it's, it's a, a vibe, life. baby. It's a vibe. <laughs> you when you talk about it, you can't just drop basketball. Like, right. are you gonna tell Stokes to captain differently? Are you gonna tell McCullum to like run the ship differently? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, that has you can't just be like, oh, don't basketball, bro. Like, what is that? It, it, it's more like I think they have to like they have to give it a new name or they have to like do something different. Like, you can't just go in all guns blazing and expect to win mm. a test match. There's a strategic element to it which England's lacking. You know. Uh, you yeah. know, basketball got done by Uzball, Uz- if you want to call it that way. <laughs> I definitely don't want to call it that way. <laughs> <laughs> or Tramble, or whatever you want to call it. But uh, yeah, yeah, you're definitely right. They they, they are missing an Im- like a very, very, yeah. very important element to test cricket, and that is patience. And that yeah. is something that's ultimately bit, uh, you know, they've shot themselves in the foot there. Yeah, um, but, yeah 100%. Uh, yeah, look, I think... Uh, the test match starts, the next test match starts in a couple of days. Yes. I'm super, super excited. And you are too. 100%. Going to be glued to the screen. That's it. Throughout all hours of the night. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think this episode has gone on. Oh my word. Yeah, I was about Three to tell you. Clocked for, yeah. yeah. So what happens when we talk about test cricket with me, no one? I just, you know, I just get to. I'm, I can't I'm believe, I can't believe I actually like Red Bull cricket. This is like a, this is like a revelation <laughs> for me. I'm really happy about this. Oh um, my goodness. What's happening? What's happened to me? What's going on? I don't like it. You just wait till the, wait till the Cricket World Cup goes on, man. I'm going to come try it. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, All right. But I think we might wrap this yes. one up. No one else you've got something else to say. Yeah. Anything you want to touch on? No, look, I think uh, it's been a good Ashes. Keen for the next one. And uh, there'll definitely be heaps more to to talk about, uh, you know, once that all occurs. So, yeah, no, thanks for the episode, man. Really, really good chat. Oh, any time. We might be able to do one next week if you're keen. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe get a few guests <laughs> on. You, you never know. You never know. But there we have oh, it. There we, then there we have it. We'll wrap this one up. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, everyone, for joining in. Uh, feel free to follow us on Spotify, Instagram, and TikTok if you so happen to have those uh, forms of social media. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, look, this is me and Nguyen signing out. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. See ya. Peace. Bye. Bye.